Tumbling Saber is proud to present the Luminous Beings Podcast. Deep dive conversations into the heart of Star Wars. Brought to you by the Tumbling Saber Patreon community. Become a powerful friend today and get access to tons of our exclusive and early access audio content at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Luminous Beings, where we take a deep dive into the heart of Star Wars. I'm Kyle. I'm Nathan. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Nathan, how you doing, man? I'm on the edge of my seat, waiting, 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 always waiting, Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> waiting, waiting, the rise of Skywalker, waiting. TikTok, it's, we're, we're, this is killing us. It's killing me. Although, you know what? Oh. This wait, I mean, again... Lifting the curtain here, it is the Sunday before Rise of Skywalker comes out. We batch record, which is great. I think it's it's a godsend to be able to do this. Um, but we are now just four days, five days in advance of Rise of Skywalker. It, it's going to be a tough week. <laughs> Not going to lie. Just every day waking oh. up and going, we're a day closer. But this day is going to be so long because all I'm going to do is think about it. Um, please stop. Please stop talking, JJ. Please. <laughs> please stop. Please end this press tour. Um this, this wait, and again, like I said, these these next four or five days are really the toughest ones, but it's been pretty... When compared to the other lead-up, the final weeks, this one's been pretty easy, and I, I credit a lot of that to The Mandalorian distracting us and giving us a lot to chew on. Yeah. But we've... I don't know if it's because we're getting more practiced at this and more distracted, but so far, this has been a pretty relatively simple wait how, how are you doing in your final days up until rise of skywalker i think we're just tired <laughs> tired That's... we had we had that week in november that was just bombardment and i think ever since then everybody's just been exhausted <laughs> you know well before we get into our main topic i i wonder what has how we've been changed on a dna level as a fandom because we thrive in these weeks now where we just get bombarded with news and we, we always yeah. demand news tell us what's coming tease us give us more hype us show me something we're always in that cycle of feed me and then we get the yeah. thing we chew it up we spit it out and what's next give me more we are yeah i think the term for that is insatiable so what happens to us next year when i think inevitably that that news cools down we don't have much to chew on have, have we become so used to to being force-fed, joyfully so, that we're going to go nuts when things go quiet? I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're going to be hungry for a while. For a few months anyway. Yeah, there's going to be a stretch where we're just like, give, give, where, where's my food? Where is yeah. my food? Like, I have, I have a pair of cats. When they're hungry, they'll spend the overnight hours walking around the house clawing at things, waking me up, coming into my bedroom and literally like using their little claws to like gently scratch my face to let me know that they're, they're hungry or they'll knock things off of dressers. I know what it is. They're hungry. We're going to be like that. I think we're just going to be so full of nervous 
desire for more Star Wars that we're just whatever they're giving us won't be enough. I, I wonder if we've been over overfed, overstuffed, um, spoiled to some degree that we we can't we won't be able to get on without a steady stream of info to digest every week. Yeah, well, well, I mean, we'll spend January, you know, discussing and dissecting and and pulling apart the rise of Skywalker. And, you know, then we get into February, we'll probably have a few slow weeks, you know, between the end of January and, and the beginning of February, we'll have some slow weeks. But then Clone War starts. So that'll kind of tide us over. That's going to be like dessert. If you look at it like a Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas dinner, you pull up to the table, you slam down Rise of Skywalker, you just fill up. And then you, yeah. you go in for seconds, the Mando finale. And then you yeah. you, re- you retire to the couch, glass of wine in hand, whatever it is you're drinking, and you start to get sleepy. You're watching the football game. You're watching the hockey game. The eyelids get heavy. <laughs> Ugh, that's gonna be that's gonna be our January. Just dozing yeah. on the couch after this enormous dinner, and then Clone Wars will come around. Hey everybody, it's time for pie. Yep. Well, and don't forget that we're supposed to get. Uh, well, theoretically, we're supposed to get. Uh, some movie updates in January, and we're also supposed to find out more about Luminous uh, Project Luminous in January. So there would definitely be some things to keep us excited and keep us on our toes a little. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, as far as the big hype machine, it's definitely going to be going to slow down. Yeah, because like you said, we get that announcement in January at some point about what's next for Star Wars on the big screen. And I don't expect a lot. Like maybe maybe we learn a little bit more about the Cassian Andor series. Uh, maybe we learn a bit more about the Kenobi series here and there. But you got to think that most stuff will revolve around Empire's 40th and about and, and most big news will be will be hoarded until August at Celebration. So yeah, yeah. 2020 is going to be a year where... Maybe we should have rationed <laughs> some of our food. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, we we know that Kenobi is supposed to start filming this year, probably this summer. And um, we just got a report this week that the Cassian show is going to start filming this summer. So that'll be interesting. I don't know if they're going to film concurrently or, or staggered or what, but I mean probably won't get anything official but we'll definitely have some information coming out about those two shows over the summer yeah and And probably before when you look at like right now we know they're filming season two of the mando Mm -hmm. and cassian andor is imminent and kenobi is imminent i wonder if we're gonna if if that slam is coming that you know 2020 or i you know i think mando season two will probably debut next fall just as season one debuted this fall and then into yeah, 20- I, I wonder if it'll be uh, maybe they'll do like an October release instead of wait until a late November release. Yeah, yeah, maybe they back it up just a little bit, and then yeah. early twenty twenty one we'll get Cassie Andor, and then maybe in mid twenty 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 one we get Kenobi. Yeah, I can see it. To, uh, uh, and then late twenty twenty one we get season three of Mando if they go that far. There could be a. Yeah. It could come to a point where Disney Plus th- that cycle is what sustains us. I you know I think that's that's the whole point. 
Well, and we've heard word that there are two animated series in production as well. So, yeah, I mean, we haven't spoken about this on the main show, and I doubt we will because Rise of Skywalker. But Afra seems to be the hot rumor at the moment, and who has not? I mean, if if you, I think that most fans with comic book content being fairly niche, I think mm-hmm. most fans are aware of Doctor Afra but don't know her. Yeah. But if this becomes a thing, whether it's live action or animated, people are going to know Dr. Afra and they're going to love this character. I, I am convinced that people are going to love this character. Make sure your appearance, your first appearance is bagged and boarded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that Darth Vader number three? Yeah. Yeah. Get that slapped. <laughs> Send that off to a CGC and get that slapped. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But I think you know, she's a character that I think could – I don't even know what the right word is. But the sense of of Indiana Jones-esque adventure that she brings. Oh, she'll, she'll blow up. She'll absolutely blow up. Because she's shady. She's badass. She's funny. She does have a little bit of a, a heart of gold streak in her. Like all the elements of Star Wars are within Afra. She's not a force yep. user, so she's not going to jump around with a lightsaber. But she do does have two psychopathic droids, yeah. <laughs> and I I hope that they are both in it. Because spoilers, one of them has been killed in the comics. So yeah. I, I don't know if they'd pick up her story with only uh, with only BT with her. BT being the the basically the the antithesis of C three PO, and she had triple zero, who was. The opposite of R2, just the murderous version of R2-D2. That that little trash can's been destroyed. Yeah. Unfortunately. It would have been nice to see both of them on screen. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Even if the... I don't even know if this rumor is true or not. Um, but yeah, it, it could be... That could be a really, really fun series if it's if it comes out... Uh, if it comes to pass. Yeah. Well, Kyle... Afra was one of my wants. Well, how about that? Let's <laughs> let's jump into this week's topic, which is basically our dreams and dreads for 2020. Because like we said, 2020 is sort of this, this nebulous year for Star Wars. What's it going to look like? We have a wish list of things that we want to see and don't want to see. So let's, let's start things on the positive note. Uh, well, let's go through our wish list and then we'll get into the things that maybe scare us and we hope to never see them. Uh, so we, we talked about Afra. She's on your list. Let's let's start there. Yeah. Well, I I mean I've heard there's been word that she's uh, going to have her own series that came and it's already in production. That came out. Um, what was that? This week or last week? But uh, and and it bears mentioning that it comes from MSW. Yeah. So this is not an empty report from a screen rant or a movie web type thing. If if Jason over at MSW is reporting this, and I think Star Wars Unity, which is Jeremy Conrad, who is who is also quite reliable, if he's he's also backing it up and saying it it might be animated. It seems there's some smoke here around Doctor Afra. Yeah, and I think it makes sense for it to be animated. I mean, how could they have snuck <laughs> a live action series bias, you know, to this point? Yeah, now, I mean, the only thing... I, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how it's possible in this day and age with people like Jason out there cracking stories and getting to the bottom of things. But I, we have heard from people like Jordan Mason at, at uh, Cinelinks that he knows that there's already... There's live-action shows in 
in various one some various stage of production that they just haven't announced yet on both the live action and animated side. Yeah. So maybe well, if you remember there. after if you remember after Solo, we got those reports from MSW that they had canceled canned a bunch of uh, of movies that were in some stage of pre production. Yeah. Like there was the that Moss Eisley movie, and there were a couple others. So I mean, uh, you get the idea, you get the feeling that they're always. I mean, how many shows or movies have they gotten into pre production on that we never heard of and that were just canned? <laughs> you know, like there were script. How many scripts have been written? Star Wars scripts have been written, and oh, yeah, just it's, it's, we yeah. have no idea about. Right, no like idea. It, it boggles the mind <laughs> to think about it. But if if these reports are right, and and the idea of Afra's show being animated, I was kind of disappointed that at first. But the more I thought about it, the more fitting I think it is. I think it, and don't get me wrong, I'd be thrilled with a live action Afra show, but. I think it could work really well in animation where you've got like sort of the tomb raiding and the, uh, I don't know. I feel like you can introduce a, uh, a really interesting cast of characters in animation. Cause that's, that's the thing with star Wars aliens. I find is that it's hard to make them meaningful characters. A lot of them, like it's hard to make an Aqualish a meaningful character in live action. Yeah, but you can easily do that in a in a comic book or an animation or you know. Yeah, and the 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 technology that that Favreau is using with the Mandalorian has has helped with that at least with, in terms of setting. Sure. So they they can they can build out any type of tomb or world that they like, and have it look yeah. convincing. But you're right. Like when you look at some of the the aliens that they've put into the Mando, some, how many? Aliens have had actual speaking lines or an actual role. We've had yeah. we've had Pigman, and beyond that, it's it's a lot of background stuff. Yeah, you know, and I, that I I think part of that comes down to budget. In the end, oh sure. Um, so yeah, animated for sure opens up Afra's world and makes it just whatever you imagine can happen. And budget's not really a consideration; you just do what you want. At the same time, I think. She'd to 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 have her live action would be a pretty groundbreaking thing for Star Wars. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. And it, it it you know just being a live action thing, it makes it would give that show so much more importance, even from a, a pop culture standpoint. Look what like look what Star Wars is doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And God, if Chloe Bennett doesn't play Afra, I'm gonna. So angry. <laughs> Hasn't she already sort of raised her hand and said, I'll do it? I think she has addressed it before and said that she'd be interested in it. But I mean, I, you know, actors yeah, in Hollywood, they're going to they're gonna put their hand up if there's work available. <laughs> I suppose you're right. And now with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being sort of, I guess, for all intents and purposes, it's done. Marvel television yeah. is, is a thing, no, is not a, no longer a thing. I yeah, would there was only one more her. season planned anyway, right? Yeah, I think that's already done. Whatever. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort yeah. of, it's it's kind of gone belly up in my mind. Um, but yeah, Chloe Bennett as Dr. Aphra, whew, man, sold. Absolutely 100% yeah. sold. But that, that's not to say, like, if they announced 
there's any number of other character uh, actors known or unknown that they could announce for the role and go yeah i see it i get it sure but it's it's sort of a uh, a donald glover situation where like we just had makes too much sense this actor yeah we've had this actor you know everybody's been talking about it online for so long and we've had this idea in our heads for so long that at this point if they don't pursue that then i think it's a mistake yeah it's sort of it's sort of another edition of um oh geez now stranger things billy Mm -hmm. 11 from stranger things right i can't can't believe her name's escaping me (laughs) jeez uh Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, Millie. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. Like, mm. as as young Leia, people are going, "Come yeah. on, you gotta make this happen already." And you know, every every day that passes, she gets to that zone where it's she's right. She's I think she's fifteen or sixteen years old. She's prime for young yeah. Leia now. If you wait five yeah. years, you're gonna start to stretch it a bit. Where it's now you're treading into Carrie Fisher territory. Maybe you can't get away with it as easily. Yeah. Unless, unless, you know, we, we come to love Millie Bobby Brown even more than we already do. And we wait until she's 30 years old, (laughs) you know, and and then she becomes Leia and we go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The the one that, that gets me is, uh, Sebastian Stan as Luke. Like Sebastian Stan's like 40. (laughs) Actually, we were, we were talking about this Friday on Friday night. Um, and my my wife, she's she's part of the fandom, I would say, but not actively involved. And she goes, "Oh yeah, and right. Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan can 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 do Luke." I'm like, "Yeah, but he's probably a little getting getting up there. Like he could play Luke, Academy Luke, at some point in his life, but he's yeah. he can't. I think it'd be a stretch for him to do young Luke on the heels of of Return of the Jedi. You'd have to do a time jump well, he's- for Sebastian Stan to do it." I mean, he's only 15 years younger than Luke is in The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Luke is like 55 in The Last Jedi. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. And, of course, they have de-aging technology. They can do all sorts of stuff, but... Sure. Yeah. All right, so Aphra's on your list. Um, she, w- she would be on my list as well. Well, I think we'll try and vary up our lists. Uh, as as much as we can um Mm. but no doubt afro would be absolutely appreciated and by the end of this list we're going to have a this this huge wish list for 2020 obviously not all of it's going to come true but some of it hopefully will Uh, hey haven't you read the secret you just gotta believe man (laughs) what's what's the family the family uh, the family guy thing brian writes a book when he's like that that uh self-help guru douchebag (laughs) <laughs> uh, wish it want it get it remember. something like that yeah <laughs> just put it into the universe man <laughs> um my wish and this is in no particular order because I, I want them all real bad man but i want i want what's next for ahsoka like for me it's about mm. time like i want i yeah. want to pick up um season seven of clone wars is coming it's around the corner and i i think it's fair to say that ahsoka appears to be the the, the focal point character of that season and yeah. i i think there's going to be a resurgence not that ahsoka needs much of a resurgence but there's going to be an upswing in popularity and love for the character 
And so I'd like yeah. to see her story progress from there. Let's let's lean on Ahsoka a bit more as we wait for this next trilogy to come to pass in 2022. You can do a lot with Ahsoka in these next few years, and I hope 2020 is the start of that. And maybe Dave Filoni's too tied up with Mando season two to crack the nut. And to, to me, there's there's zero chance they move ahead with her story if if Filoni isn't the driving force behind it. But maybe he's maybe he's not as as involved with season two as we might think, or or maybe he's gotten enough of a taste of live action that he's ready to do some live action of uh, live action Ahsoka on his own. You know, yeah. we we talked about it with Afro. Like, there's there's more than one Disney Plus show in some stage of development, both on the live action and animated side. Than, than what's been officially announced. I, I gotta hope that Ahsoka plays into one of those projects. And uh, if not, then, then you gotta go to E.K. Johnston type stuff. We gotta hope for a follow-up to the novel, which please, let's let's do let's do let's do more for Ahsoka. Let's do better with Ahsoka. But you know mm-hmm. I think my only reservation with that, the only sort of asterisk I put with bringing Ahsoka back is it is it too much of an ambitious ask because if you do that then you start to pull at Sabine she's got to we got to bring her in, into it as well at some point maybe uh and of course that would that would pull Ezra and Thrawn maybe it's not the right time to unpack that story right now but but I can dream so Ahsoka is on my list as something I want for 2020 preferably well, just the announcement of the show or movie or whatever it is, but something. Give me, give me something for Ahsoka beyond Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, I, I think it's totally possible that that could be one of the, the two animated series in the works. Um, you know, I mean, Filoni got that promotion a couple of years ago, uh, and everybody freaked out about it. Um, to what a head of Lucasfilm animated, whatever it was. Um, and you know, he put, uh, a lot of responsibility onto Justin Ridge, mm-hmm. uh, who took on essentially what was Filoni's rule, uh, role prior to his promotion. Um, so I think, I think Filoni's just sort of in a position where he can, he's at a vantage point where he can oversee a lot more of these projects and get involved where he has to. Like if they ever did that series, obviously he'd be in the story meetings, breaking the stories and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but the day to day operations of, uh, of making the show, making the animated series is sort of something he can delegate um and looking on from time to time and obviously he's still going to be very involved um you know i mean his his involvement with the mandalorian is obviously significant uh but i don't know if that is occupying 52 weeks of his year you know (laughs) like you know sure he's shooting episodes he's he's directed two episodes um, I mean, what's that? A few weeks. Yeah. Um, of of being in L.A. Everything else, I mean, or for the most part, everything else, he can probably do remotely from San Francisco and and you know at home base where he can oversee everything. You know, it, it's 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 
it's not like it's one or the other. <laughs> and we don't know uh, if he's even going to be directing episodes in season two. Um, That's right. We know all we know is that Weathers is directing an episode and Favreau is directing an episode. That's all we've heard so far. So it's, uh, I definitely think that Ahsoka and maybe even that, that Ezra and Sabine story and Thrawn for that matter, that's all on the table. And I wouldn't be surprised if, um, I think, I think what'll happen is we'll get an announcement if not for both, but for one of the new animated series, um, maybe like in May after Clone Wars is finished, like we'll get like a Star Wars show announcement or maybe even at Comic-Con, who knows? Yeah, and then I would, I'd hate they'll have to wait until, until uh, Anaheim. I would hate for them to just hold everything until Anaheim. They can't. They're, yeah. At some point news would leak and, and they'd have to come out with something official. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think they'll do an animation panel at, uh, at celebration where we'll get maybe a trailer or or a couple clips or even just the the concept art or whatever it is and we'll get get the the premise uh sort of fleshed out and yep. maybe then maybe they'll announce one on the star wars show in in spring early summer and then we'll get a panel at celebration where they'll flesh it out and then we'll also get an announcement of the second series However, it works out. I think I think it's definitely possible that that Ahsoka Ahsoka story is in the works. Absolutely. Let's yeah. Let's go. And let's I, ho- get that I hope it is too. I hope it is too. That's definitely something that's been hanging now for two years, and uh, they definitely need to get the ball rolling on that before people it sort of starts to fade from people's memory. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Uh, she's such a fascinating character from from a fandom perspective where. I don't know how many fans liked her from at first, at, at, you know, up, upon her first introduction in the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, Dave did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she she's grown on virtually everybody. Like everybody loves Ahsoka now, mm-hmm. and I I think it'd be crazy. I think Lucasfilm would be. I don't know if they're if they're banking on people always loving Ahsoka to the level that they do. That they can just they can dust her off whenever and people will love it. Or if they go, you know, she's this is a pretty good uh, a good bankable concept that we've got with her right now. Let's let's get it moving with with Ahsoka. Yeah. All right, so Ahsoka, twenty twenty. Let's make it happen. That sounds like a campaign <laughs> it's a, slogan. It, <laughs> it's a good bet because even the shitlords like Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's. I think she's one of those. Uh, you know, our, our friends on Talk Star Wars once upon a time had a, a, an episode about universal levelers. Like, what is something that everybody can agree upon? John Williams, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I think Ahsoka is one of those things that we can all agree. Ahsoka is amazing, and, yeah, and it, it, it would be silly to to let that dangle for too much longer. So let's let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Ahsoka twenty twenty. <laughs> all right, what's next on your wish list? Post sequel trilogy stories. Ooh. So I I I, th- I think I've mentioned this before, but I I don't want them to wait too long to start telling stories after the Rise of Skywalker ends. Um. You know I want them to, I want them to jump right in 
and get into whether you know whether it's an ongoing comic series or a new novel series whatever it is i want i don't want to be away from these characters for too long i want to know what ray's going to be up to after rise of skywalker i want to know what finn's doing i want to know what poe's doing i want to know you know i want to know the state of the galaxy i want to i want to see the results of the events of these movies and I, even if we don't get um, these things released, whether it's the books or comics or shows, whatever it may be, I want at least to get announcements so that we know that it's coming. Yeah, one of the, this this I, I I'm on board for this for sure, with a couple of caveats. One being that, however, Rise of Skywalker ends. They've marketed as as the the wrap up of the saga, so I think right. it, I think it's important for when it ends, we have this cathartic period where we do get to enjoy this ending. At the same sure. time, we love these characters, and I don't know that we're ready to say goodbye to them. So I, I think there should be some sort of gap of time where we we believe in the finality of it all. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to continue their story, and they've said, Kathleen Kennedy herself has already said, yeah, we're thinking about uh, the next 10 years with Ray and Finn and Poe. If they do that, and I, you know, this is where I give my the, the qualified yes to this for me, is they have to be very crystal clear about how this is not Skywalker family related. Yeah. Because this is a loophole they're going to play with at some point. Because when they, I think it's inevitable that they'll bring Daisy Ridley back at some point, despite what the cast and crew are saying right now about. Oh, I don't know if I'll come back. I, Daisy is, herself has said, like, I don't. I, I really don't know. Like once once you see Rise of Skywalker, I don't know how they bring it back. I don't know how what's left for Ray to do. Well, come on, <laughs> of course you do. You know, yeah. If they want to open the door, they will, and they'll back up the, the money. Same truck. thing was true about Han, Luke, and Leia. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what more was there to do after Endor? <laughs> yeah, as much as they, as the creatives want there to be. So you know, maybe yeah. I'm, I'm sticking to my theory that in, in, in 2027, for the 50th anniversary of A New Hope, we will get the announcement of essentially Episode 10. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't have these great stories with with Ray and etc cetera, etc cetera, in other media i just think that would be a big a, a big huge announcement for the for the 50th anniversary but they would have to they have to, every step of the way have to be clear that this has nothing to do with the skywalkers that is done ray is dealing with an entirely different problem don't expect luke in this don't expect kylo don't expect anybody associated to that because then it it just becomes the skywalker story again as much as you want to tell us it's not, if it involves a whole slew of Skywalkers, it is. Yeah, I think that whole, this is the end of the saga talk, I think that's kind of double talk anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're saying that for the movie audience, where, yeah, it is, okay, fine, it's true. This is the last movie. But, you know, we obviously they're not going to let uh, those characters languish for seven years 10 years 15 years 20 years you know i mean they're not just going to let those assets sit there because that's that's what they are at the end of the day Mm -hmm. those characters are assets they are ip yeah 
So they're not just going to let them sit for too long. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's that's always been the case. It's, yeah, okay, sure. Star Wars ended in 2005 with Fringe of the Sith. Yeah, but they didn't stop making the comics and the books and, you know. Clone Wars. Like they, yeah, they continued those stories. Yeah, Lucas did it himself. Well, this is the end of Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith, 2005. Uh, but now we're doing an animated series, you know. Yeah, so, I, I wanted to push, I wanted to push uh, the animation format and, and see if we can get yeah. that done cheaply and for, for weekly TV. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and and the thing is, you've got the entirety of the Jedi Order post sequel trilogy is tied up in Rey. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't tell the story of the Jedi after Rise of Skywalker without Rey being involved, even just ch- tangentially. Oh boy, yeah. But she has to, has to be involved somehow. You know, Poe is taking over from Leia, supposedly. Yep. Um, we assume that's what's going to happen at the end of the movie. Um, so, obviously, in the formation of the New Republic, he's going to have some kind of involvement. He's not just going to retire and go off with Zori and settle down back on Yavin under his force tree. Because that's not Poe Dameron. You know, he he has to continue in some some way. It's also not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, for the it's pretty hero, boring Star Wars if one the guy the, just sits under a tree sipping he, lemonade. Yeah, one of the heroes of the trilogy just retires at you know forty. Yeah, no, that doesn't but, make a, uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, and you know, and the same with with Finn. You know, Finn basically has to find his way in a brand new galaxy. And to just say he just walks off into the sunset—that's that's not gonna not gonna cut it. So at some point, these these events, you know, even if you don't want to say the characters, the events have to uh, continue. Yeah. And it just so happens that the characters are extremely tied in to those events that have to unravel. Absolutely, and I think part, because Lucasfilm, Disney have d- decided that we need another trilogy set in this era. The legacy of the entire saga now rests with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and if you want these movies to stand for all time, which I think I think they do, if we view Star Wars as modern myth, and certainly the OT was that for a long time, like people were just so precious about these movies being modern myth. And it's it's now expanded out to nine movies. Mm-hmm. If you know, the legacy of this saga rests with Rise of Skywalker, but if if you know Disney bought Star Wars for a reason, it's to make more money from it. So there's obviously more stories to come, and probably pretty quickly. I think because and, and this is what we demand. We want it. We've talked about this. Give us more. Feed us. Mm-hmm. It, there's a risk. Of, you know you you've built up 42 years into this into the saga and then you risk burying it with what comes next yeah you know and that would be a, a real shame to have the, this 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 pop culture phenomenon modern myth for 42 years and then you okay 
we're done with this and here's next and it's just it these characters this legacy disappears under a, a mountain of star wars that's not right. it's not such a big deal for us because obviously we are you know waist deep in this stuff day and night we will never forget mm-hmm. about this saga but from a pop culture standpoint what becomes of the impact of of ray and kylo and poe these characters what what lifespan do they have if if we bury them if because at some point lucasfilm is going to try a new trilogy and they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to try and make it as important and weighty and uh, of the moment as as lucas did in 77 with a new hope they're going to they're going to yeah. attempt that does that will that come at the expense of these current characters and the skywalker saga as a whole i hope not so in that in that regard you're right we need to get we need to let episode 9 be that cathartic ending but before too much time passes we need to move keep going we need to keep the motor running for these characters for these heroes i agree with you yeah well it's like it's like rogue one or solo where you have the the characters of um the skywalker saga in those movies in in rogue one you've got vader you've got leia uh in solo you've got solo obviously um hell even in rogue one you've got r2 and 3po (laughs) make a cameo but though you you know those aren't part of the skywalker saga you know strictly speaking i mean you could say yep they are in a way but strictly speaking they're not part of that saga um but those characters still have continuing adventures in those movies and it's it's the same same thing for what i'm talking about here it's you know the continuing adventures the the saga is complete but that doesn't mean everybody's dead exactly <laughs> it doesn't mean that everybody's lives just stopped um it's it, you know you watch revenge of the sith and you see anakin become darth vader and then the next time you see him on film canonically is rogue one yeah and i mean it's it's a very powerful moment when you watch it that way because you see this character that you've cared about turn into this monster and then you see that monster in action yeah but and i think that does a lot for vader especially it being set so close to a new hope so it all ties together in one thread but that thread i wouldn't say is essential to the overall story you know seeing vader mow down those <laughs> those poor, uh, poor those troops. rebels <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's not um essential to the overall saga story no we, we went 39 it, years without it, it yeah but it's important i think for for that character's story right and that's the difference. I want stories set after the Rise of Skywalker that are important to the character of Rey, that that tell us more about Poe, that that expand on Finn. But it doesn't necessarily affect the things that have happened prior in the the saga. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's cutting that it's cutting the cord. Yeah, it's it's cutting the cord. Anyway. 
related but not part of (laughs) yeah not not (laughs) essential to not not core of yeah it's it's not a it's not a like the core of the story is not these dysfunctional skywalkers right uh next on my list uh this is not really a story thing but i want ryan johnson's path charted out one way or the other I'm, Mm. i'm getting closer and closer to the point where i don't care either way at this point just yeah just tell us the, the yeah. secrecy to this point has been frustrating because it feeds it feeds the negativity online needlessly. Yeah. I don't think that set a, set a date. <laughs> give a date, make an announcement. I, I think there's there's theories, some of them are tinfoil hat-ish that oh, he's already been fired by Disney and they're just they're waiting for enough time to pass uh for for Ryan to walk away. Yeah. To say, oh, you know, our you know our schedules have changed and uh, priorities have changed, and I've got my eye on on my own projects, and it's it's uh, it's been fun, but it's just not going to work. And then, oh boy, you you wait for the field day with that narrative. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of wonder if it's a Book of Henry situation, <laughs> where they were waiting to see how Knives Out did. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I commented in the Facebook group or not. I think I did that. If 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 Lucasfilm was curious about Book of Henry and see how that would play before cutting the the cord with with Trevorrow, then with Knives Out, if if that's true, it's a resounding we're sticking with them. Yeah, you know, Knives Out's a is a hit. It's it might even hit like a hundred million dollars domestic, like that for a, a fairly low budget mystery film. That's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, and and the ability to have so many star I mean, that's a star-studded cast. To have all those people excited to work with you, mm-hmm. that says a lot in itself. You get Daniel Craig and Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Plummer and, you know, all the others excited. Michael Shannon to, to be in your movie. It's a, <laughs> I mean, it's... It's crazy. Uh, you know, th- obviously these extremely talented people recognize that you are extremely talented. It would be foolish for <laughs> Lucasfilm to base their decision on the whims of some idiotic online trolls. Yes. and But in saying that, it's the longer they wait, I think the longer they feel that, that narrative. And I... Well, I think I think the longer they wait, the more exhausted we all get. Yes, about it, and it's just like if at a certain point they'll make the announcement, and we just won't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We knew, or or whatever. Um, one thing I think becomes where, where it's become sticky, and this is where I, you know I, I've commented in our, in our Facebook group, going this this press tour has been pretty awful. Where you Ugh. you have talking points surrounding the Last Jedi, and you knew at some point the media was going to try and make this this tour about the Last Jedi, and I think that's one of the reasons oh, yeah. why Mark Hamill's not part of it. Really, is because they, every question oh, yeah. would be about the Last Jedi, <laughs> almost definitely, and 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 it hasn't stopped them. They've the media has tried to pull comments out of every single cast member about oh the, the, the backlash about the Last Jedi out there. Let's let's talk about that and. Now, now that some of the discussion has turned towards the the cast's own feelings about their role 
in in the last jedi and some of those comments get taken out of context cherry picked edited to suit a certain narrative but when you look at john boyega who i think it's pretty clear he did not like what finn did in the last jedi now you're at the point where mark hamill didn't like luke's role and finn didn't like luke's role and so you're this this bank is now building up where you people can go well look the cast is slowly coming out saying they didn't like what Ryan did. Therefore, he shouldn't do any more Star Wars. Yeah. And ugh, that's... I I, I, I don't give a damn. Fair. I don't give a damn what the actors wanted to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not their job. If that was their job, they'd be the writer or the director or a, a producer. That's not their job. Their job is not to dictate the story. Their job is to enact the story yeah and i think in the case of of mark hamill and and john boyega what they wanted is more badassery from luke and finn respectively that's really what they wanted they wanted more screen time um i don't know if oscar isaac has made any similar type of comments about uh about his role in the last jedi i don't think so i think because he had enough he had enough screen time but i think some of these comments um are almost like the wide receiver who complains that he doesn't get enough balls thrown his way yeah, I I think the biggest complaint that Oscar Isaac has had is that the Finn and Poe relationship didn't pan out. I think that's has been his only complaint that I can think of. Yeah, and but it all it all kind of mushrooms into this idea that well Ryan screwed up here and he screwed up there and he didn't follow through with that, and it it makes it it's it's getting harder and harder, fair or not for Lucasfilm to say, all right, Ryan, it's a go. Yeah. Now with all these talking points lining up, it's, it gets difficult to, to justify saying Ryan's trilogy will, will take place in whatever year, 2022. Let's just say that he's, he's shifted his timeline. It gets harder to sell that now. Of course, I'll be fine with it. You'll be fine with it. Most people listening, I would think would be okay with Ryan doing something new unrelated to the Skywalkers. But Every time, every month that goes on where we don't get any clarity is just more time for the, for these narratives to build up to say he's look. They're they're just allowing him to step away quietly and say it's just not going to work out. Yeah, and so that's why I say like, tell us tw- one way or the other in twenty twenty. I hope it's in that January announcement that Ryan Johnson is. He's in or he's out. Just make it clear. Because at this point, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm getting close to the point where I don't care. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Just tell us. I find, I find the whole actors' opinions on the movie thing baffling. Anyway, it's like nobody asked James Woods what he thought of the story of White House Down or whatever the hell that movie's called. <laughs> like, it's like when did we? prioritize like obviously actors have a tremendous role in shaping a story and i think that ryan johnson is very uh accommodating to opinions and and you know suggestions from his cast i mean i mean you look at what jj abrams has said about the rise of skywalker where they where he uh encouraged um improvisation uh, I mean, 
yes, actors can talk with the director and discuss the direction. But at the end of the day, the director is your boss. And and Ryan Johnson wrote the story and directed the story. So he's doing double duty. And And the the story was approved by people far above the actors. Yes. In terms of of understanding story and the saga itself and et cetera. And with involvement from the story group and Lucasfilm executives who have, you know, I I mean, (sighs) Kathleen Kennedy is a friend of George Lucas and comes from that same school of George Lucas and Spielberg and, and JJ Abrams. If she is so, you know, this, the same woman who has this taste in JJ Abrams has taste in Ryan Johnson as well. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the same woman. Yeah. It, uh, it's, uh, it's so for this could go on forever. It's so yeah. frustrating. Let's let's move on past this point. Let's just <laughs> just just again but, give but us. But yes, but yes, pick a lane, pick a lane, Lucasfilm. <laughs> All right, what what is next on your list? Uh, I want a sequel trilogy documentary. Ooh, like, nice one. Oh, like uh, yeah, like the beginning or um, Empire of Dreams. Yeah, Empire of Dreams. I want. And this is so unlikely, but I want it so bad. I want an in-depth documentary. And you know what? If we want to get into the cast, get into Mark Hamill not liking the direction they went with Luke Skywalker. Get into John Boyega not liking Finn. Get into all that. Get into the Kelly Marie Tran uh, social media stuff. Get yeah, into, dig into get it. In, if, dig into the dirt. But give me like a solid like hour and a half documentary, pulling it apart. Oh man, that would be something else. And I, get into the Trevorrow stuff. Like get into the get into Lucas's uh, treatments for the, for the trilogy. Like you know, this is never happening, right? The, I know, but I want it so. Oh, bad. I want it so. I would love to. I would <laughs> love for for Disney to and Lucasfilm to have this air of transparency around them where they'll say here you guys want to see how the sausage gets made here's how the sequels got made and here's the strife and here's the conflicts yeah because if they ever did it if they ever did a documentary it would be so sanitized that none of us would believe it all of the behind the scenes stuff has been trash since disney took over since the force awakens all of the oh man it's i mean you look at the beginning and it's just like I can't believe that they showed us all this. But I mean, this is the same company. This is the same company that had webcams on set <laughs> during Revenge of the Sith. You know, like the hyperspace stuff and and all that stuff. I, I it, it's it's just so disappointing. That that company that prioritized, like, really demystifying filmmaking now completely shrouds everything involved in it. Yeah. Every decision, every process. Like, 
nobody still understands how the story group works. Like, <laughs> to what end? <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, I would, I would, we need to, I would love to see it. Like even the, uh, the J.W. Rinsler making of books. I doubt oh, we'll ever get yeah. something like that on the level of, right, for the sequel trilogy on that level, which Well, is, we is were supposed to, and then they canceled it. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> All right. Um, my next one, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start to speed things up. I, I want... A bit more about Luke post Return of the Jedi, and we got some in Beyond Sh- uh, in Shattered Empire and the Aftermath and Bloodline books, but just little droplets. I I want to see. I, I I want that the quest quest Luke where he's searching the galaxy for uh, artifacts and lore and and Jedi legends and knowledge of the Force. Legends of Luke Skywalker did that, but I want I want mm-hmm. I want to dig into that, which which would pull. Yeah. Uh, ben Solo into it, Laura Santeca into it. I want to get into all that. So that's one of my big wishes for 2020. Maybe that's tied into Project Luminous. Well, it sounds like you're going to get some of that in uh, Rise of Kylo Ren. Yeah, absolutely. And we also had that uh, that little bit in uh, Battlefront 2. That that great little Pilio. moment there. Pilio, yeah. That was, a, that was an excellent moment. Yeah, that's that's exactly kind of the thing I'm looking for in Luke's story for, uh, between between episode six and seven. So let's yeah. let's get more of Luke because there's so much to tell. There is so much we can learn through Luke in the in this pretty crud- critical area of of yeah. gal- galactic history. His interactions with Anakin. <laughs> does does Snoke play into it? And yes, Anakin. We did, what conversations did Luke and Anakin have? Yeah, that's riveting stuff sorry for cutting off your hand bro <laughs> oops I, I wasn't actually <laughs> aiming for your hand <laughs> uh, i was aiming for your head <laughs> <laughs> i was so mad at you uh all right what's what's uh, let's let's each do one more and then we'll, we'll uh we'll quickly touch on the things that we dread for 2020 oh uh, that's all i have for once actually all right well the last one i want is uh, I, I want a video game announcement where dogfighting is at the core of it. So maybe, maybe expand mm. out Alphabet Squadron out a bit so you get to f- fight with these different types of ships. We, you know, we, Battlefront Two, we had some levels where you got to fight in a, using the Falcon or an X-wing. I just want a game that focuses on that. Mm. You know, that's that would be good. That would be a lot of fun to me. Rogue but, Squadron, that type of game. Absolutely, like. That old N64 game, Rogue Squadron, was was so much fun. I would love for that to be a thing in 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 2020. Definitely. All right, uh, let's let's quickly touch on the things we don't want to see. I I'll just say straight up, like I had a much tougher time with this list because I'll give virtually anything a chance. So I I can't say that there's really anything I actively do not want to see. Um, I do have a one thing on my list that I. It's it's not even, it's a nebulous thing, and I'm sure that as we get into your list, maybe I'll pick up on that and and, and glom onto your list. But uh, <laughs> kick kick it off. What what do you not want to see 2020? Well, tying into something we talked about a second ago, I don't want director drama. <laughs> I'm oh. so done with director drama. It's just at this point, it's exhausting, and it's 
I mean, I mean, at a certain point, you can only laugh at it. It's it's gotten so ridiculous. Yeah, and I, it's it's not a good look. I'm just so and yeah. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of it with the Ryan Johnson stuff, but uh, of course, a lot of that drama is manufactured. Um, but yeah, I. I hope they're real careful and real sure about the next set of directors that they announce. Supposedly we're going to get announcements, like we said in January. And I just, I just hope that if they announce directors with those movies, that they're, they stick with them and that they're sure about it because I don't think I can take it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I've long said that I, I don't really care so long as the final product is good because I bet this type of thing happens all the time in showbiz, but it yeah. seems to happen too often with Star Wars. And for, for a franchise that see, you, you, you got to assume that on some level they try to chart out what they're doing to, to mm-hmm. a fairly significant degree for them to then say, well, we kind of didn't have the same vision. Why didn't you have the same vision? I thought this was, I yeah. thought you guys hashed this out already. So it's, it's not yeah. a good look. And it, 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 it no. Again, for me, it's it's the final product that matters. So in that regard, I give Kathleen Kennedy sort of like an A because I've loved all the movies. That, of course, that's a sliding scale. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion on that. But every time we go through these dramas, I, I, I do raise my eyebrow and go, it feels like this should have already been ironed out. I'm Again, this is, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to this stuff. I have no idea how they make these movies. It must be so complex with so many moving parts, but it mm-hmm. feels to me like these are experienced enough people that they should have been organized from the start. Anyway, so yeah, no more no more director drama. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really bother me. I just it's it's the drama that flares up in the fandom. It's yes. like okay, well, it's kind of disappointing that Lord and Miller that didn't work out. Okay. But oh, Ron Howard, cool, sounds good to me. You know that it's not the actual Personnel. hiring and firing, and yeah, it's that's not what bothers me. The what bothers me is the the fandom's response to it. Yeah, it, and it, the me it, and the entertainment media's response to it, and and overblowing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, my dread for twenty twenty is. I don't want an overwhelming flood and overwhelming is sort of, that's the part where it's nebulous. Um, it's going to be subjective for everybody, but I don't want a ton of Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren content. And and don't get me wrong. Like I like the character. I love Adam driver's portrayal. I, I just, I, the intense focus on the character through the sequel trilogy, when he's not even the, the it's Ray's story, but mm-hmm. he is, taken over so much of the spotlight in terms yeah. of discussion leading up to to rise of skywalker it it, it bothers me um and again it's no it's, yeah. it's it's not kylo ren's fault it's not adam driver's fault it's, it's really nobody's fault <laughs> yeah you know um it's just, it's it, kylo ren you don't want him to come become vader where he's just he saturates every aspect like every medium, mm-hmm. Vader is so oversaturated in the novels. He's he's everywhere in the well, not so much anymore in the novels, I guess, but in the comics, obviously, he's everywhere. We've got ongoing series plus miniseries, and it's insane. 
but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and that's not to say that I don't want any Kylo content or any Ben Solo content, but what I don't right. want is this ridiculous tsunami of stories where, oh, now we're going to read about Ben Solo's first steps, oh, or like <laughs> goofy, sappy stuff between him and Uncle Chewie. Um, any number yeah. of situations and character interactions that are the sole purpose is to get you to feel pity for him. Right. You know, I, and I guess in saying this, I'm going to speak from both sides of my mouth because I, you know, I just said, I want part of Ben Solo, Kylo Ren's story embedded into Luke's between years that I'm hoping to get. But, right. But what I mean is all these stories that just conveniently happen to have a dose of Ben Solo, like inserted, yeah. like designed to manipulate us and, and manipulate reader emotions. <clears throat> I can do without that because it just it's it's not necessary. We we know right. he's been played. We know it. We we'll, I I assume we're going to see his redemption in a few days from now as people listen to this podcast. <laughs> You've gotten the answer. I it's it's enough. I think we've got enough. You can, and this again it's 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 very subjective how much more do you really want? I don't need a lot more. Rise of Kylo Ren's going to be fine for me and then have him as a part of Luke's story between episode six and seven i'm good i don't need i don't think i need ben solo baby steps ben solo going to school and ben solo art projects for mommy on the fridge like i don't need that manipulation right that's my big dread for 2020 that's that's really all i got what do you got well i got two more uh and i'm sure if I'm sure I could come up with more if I really <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> but these are these are the dreads. So these are the biggest ones. I I don't want Knights of the Old Republic. I I'm so done. And I know that's not a popular opinion because every single freaking person on the planet wants a Knights of the Old Republic something. But I'm 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 yeah. so done with it. I, I, and I'm a fan of the legend stuff. I played the video, the hell out of the video games. You know, the, I like the comics. It's all great, but leave it in legends. Like I, I talked about how I like it when they explore the history of the galaxy through modern stories. Uh, I think I, ta- uh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I've, I've talked about that before. And I think, I talked about that on an upcoming episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but so you'll hear some expanding on that. But I, I, I like it when we like, and, and in that example, I mentioned Dr. Aphra, how we learned about the ancient sects of the Jedi um, through her learning about it, essentially. And that's, that's how I like to learn about the ancient history of the galaxy. Uh, I don't necessarily want stories set there thousands of years in the past. Now, if you want to talk about, say, the Jedi Mandalorian Wars 500 years before the prequels, yeah, that's, that's more interesting to me. But the problem I have with Knights of the Old Republic is that, especially if they're going to use the the Legends interpretation of it, and just sort of port that over is that you're going back 4,000 years and there's not really anything different about it apart from like aesthetic design 
Like they have hyperdrive that's the same as we've had in the movies. They have mm. lightsabers. They have, you know, the blasters are all the same. Like everything is the same. Like in four thousand years, the galaxy made no technological advancement. It's it's strange, and I I think what, for me with what with Kotor, it's the baggage. It's, yeah, definitely. Because it, it, people love it so passionately that if you did anything other than a straight porting over, people yep. will lose their minds, and yeah. we don't we don't need it. But yet there have already been rumors that this is a thing that it's being looked at. Kathleen said, "Yeah, we you know we're we're looking at developing something." Oh boy, what are you what are you doing? So yeah, yeah. Kotor is oh, it's a tread carefully one for me. I can live without yeah. it now, because I, I'm and I'm like. Like why why four thousand years? Like if you want to tell an interesting story, go back and tell. Go back a thousand years. You know, you go back a thousand years. There are characters that are alive it, it, a thousand yeah. years prior. It would inform you know? <laughs> the Skywalker era or the prequel era a bit more. Yeah, and tell the story of Darth Bane and the Rule of Two and the you know. It, I've been, I've actually been reading uh, Darth Plagueis, and I mean a lot of that Sith history and stuff. It is really fascinating, but I don't think you have to go back four thousand years to get it. <laughs> yeah, mean, it becomes such a random span of time that it it's me- almost meaningless. Yeah, and and I think it's more interesting if if they're if they are going to do it, which eventually they probably will. That and, and I mean, who knows? I mean, Ryan Johnson's project could be the origins of the Jedi. I mean, that's what the Benioff and Weiss uh, story supposedly was. Yeah. So I mean, this this idea has been explored, um, but if you're going to do it, like make it like a like a primitive, more primitive society, like you know where. Yeah, you know, I I, I, know I like exactly that about like in Legends, the Dawn of the Jedi, like there's the story of the first Jedi. She didn't have a lightsaber; she used the sword. But that was t- set twenty five thousand years <laughs> before the movies. That seems a little extreme to me. Like, I I feel like you could go back a thousand years, two thousand years, and okay, yeah, they were using the swords, <laughs> like. I don't know. It's it, it's tricky because uh, I understand why people want it so badly because they have such fond attachments to that story. But there are so many problems that come with it, and absolutely agree. Absolutely bal- agree. Yeah, balancing. I think honestly, I think the biggest problem is making it different enough from the movies, like from the setting of the movies. Yeah. Whether it be technology or ships or design, whatever it is, making it different enough to justify going that far back in the past, while also making it feel like Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Because what's the point? in going all that way in the past, unless you're going to take away, I don't know, lightsabers or blasters or hyperspace or whatever, you know, 
but if you take away all that stuff, is it still Star Wars? It's it's so tricky, and I uh, I don't know if they could pull it off. Well, you know that said, if they announced it, we'd probably do some kind of cartwheel because <laughs> that's who just that's just who we are as friend as fans. Well, yeah, I mean it's 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 a Star Wars announcement. We yeah, we would flip out no matter how small it is. All right, so let's wind it up here. We got one more. We got one more on your do not do list. All right. I don't want any more movies or shows announced set in the original trilogy era. Oh, amen. <laughs> I'm so done. Uh, that, but that said, we want we've, we've, said, we've long said let's let's do Afra, let's do Ahsoka. We want that. Sure, but those are continuations of other stories. I would argue. But I, you know, yeah, yeah I know, but I know what you, I do yes know. Yes and mean. no. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Like, like I, I, we're we're progressing that character those character stories forward. Like the problem yeah. I have with the Cassie Nandor story is going back on a character that going backwards on a character that I don't know that we need to do this. The big yeah. deal for Cassian Andor was to unearth the Death Star plans. Yeah. He's not going to come into contact with those plans in, in his series. Right. So what is the point of this series? What, what does the series have in store that justifies it? Is it, is it, oh my goodness. What, how does it justify its existence? Yeah, it's, you know, so that, and that it's that's tough. that's kind of what I mean. But when you say like no more OT stories, th- yes, like if it, it's it's if they're gonna do it, it's got to be big. It's got to, and I don't know what how much big is left to explore in that era. Yeah, I mean, you tell the stories of the Bothans getting the second Death Star information, <laughs> like, which you already know the, is like a, a trap. Yeah, so you know it. And I mean, I I would like sort of, um, I actually would like that that uh, storyline from Lucas's Underworld series, the the Palpatine storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be really interesting to explore that character on on a level we've never really explored him before. Um, yeah, because we're 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 due to learn more about him in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, you know, let's. But but that being said, it's I I it's just I don't need those stories back to back to back to back. Yeah, like right? yeah, like, we don't need I, to keep I, mining that because we we have these these strong attachments to this era for nostalgic reasons. I I don't yeah. we don't need to keep leaning on that. Let's let's progress this galaxy. Be brave, Lucasfilm. Go and do something different let's get out of this this aesthetic that we're that it's the only aesthetic that we can accept is is this ot era grittiness and i get it we love it but let's we gotta go to what's next yeah we had rogue one we had solo we had rebels uh the mandalorian is set just after this era uh you know we got kenobi coming that's set you know leading up to it We've got Cassian coming. That's dad right in the middle of it. It's uh, and Afra supposedly, you know, that's seven movies and shows, <laughs> you know, even the video games have all been jammed in there. Yeah. You know, it's and enough. it's funny. It's funny how like that period between episode three and four 
was the dark times for so long and it was untouched and it was so mysterious and now it's like okay <laughs> that's enough <laughs> and and kenobi's like gonna come and shed some more light yeah all right well um yeah that kind of does it i think for our our wishes and dread list our dreams and dreads. Um, what do you guys got out there? The things that you would love Lucasfilm to announce in 2020 or kick off in 2020 and the things that you absolutely do not want to see. Let us know. Uh, send us in your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on social media and let us know those those desires. Uh, Nathan, where can people find you? I'm in the Facebook closed Tumbling Saber group and I'm on Twitter at NAF Roberts. Excellent. I am at Tumbling Saber on the Twitter machine, and I am in the aforementioned closed Facebook group. Come check us out. The invitation is open to check us out and come hang out with us there as we talk Star Wars all day long. Uh, and that's going to do it. Uh, if you wish to get these episodes, if you enjoyed what you heard, uh, and you want to get these episodes as they're fresh out of the oven, you can do so by ju- becoming a powerful friend on Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash Tumbling Saber. And uh, you'll be one of our powerful friends, and we would love to have you as part of the family. Uh, otherwise, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. I know I did. I know as we wind down 2020, uh, 2019 and look forward to 2020, it's going to be another exciting time for Star Wars fans. And uh, as this episode drops, you are probably, if you're a powerful friend, going to see Rise of Skywalker. Enjoy the film, guys. Let us know your thoughts. We are going to tackle this movie in a big way going forward. And uh, that's it. That's going to do it for the show. Um We'll catch you again in another episode of Luminous Beings in 2020. I can't believe the decade's done. But uh, thank you guys so much for your support, and we will talk to you again soon. Until then, may the Force be with you. That's my line.